really pivoted and developed a product that absolutely non-antibiotic that goes in and destroys you know, bacteria, fungus, virus. It removes the, the necrotic tissue, the senescent cells as well, and the inflammatory infiltrate all in a single treatment. I could go in and extract the water out of that biofilm, and not just free water, but the molecularly bound water as well. It'll create an entire breakdown of the entire biofilm chain, denaturing it you know, very, very quickly, and allowing us to just kill and remove you know, the, the pathogenic properties. But we do have, you know, full split mouth studies where it was, you know, one side was SRP, the other side was SRP with, with Hibernec. And they watched 30, 60, 90, six months, and all the way out to 12 months. And even after just a single treatment, the SRP with Hibernec side was over three millimeters better in probing depth than the SRP. Yeah, this is a tale. A tale, oh yeah. A tale of two hygienists. So there might be only one bringing the best of knowledge and we do it all with ease we cover oral health and screening and preventing gum disease we're gonna do a lot of learning and have a little bit of fun working at the dentist a tale of two hygienists Welcome, everyone, into this bonus episode of a tale of two hygienists I'm your host Andrew Johnston and thank you so much for making us a part of your day in this episode, we have Wes Fields from Epien. And I know you're gonna like this episode, but let me tell you why. So sometimes it's just so dang fun learning something new, and this is new. Well, it, at least it was new to me. I hadn't heard about Epien before I went to Under One Roof, and truly, if we're being honest, just because this is the way I am, I probably would have walked right past their booth because I wasn't necessarily looking for their type of product. You know, you walk by some of these banners, some of these booths, and you're like, okay, well, I know what that is. I have this already kind of in my office. All right, I know what this is. That's something that I was already told, no, I can't bring it into my office before or whatever, right? This new product, this new company to me was something I wasn't even looking for. The product is called Hibinex. I will tell you what, if I would have walked right by it, I would have been making a huge mistake. So let me tell you what you're going to learn today. That's a little bit different. You're going to be learning about wound care and wound management. We have these perio patients, right, that come into our offices and they have these chronic wounds. And so few of us are actually doing anything more than scaling root planing and maybe some periodontal irrigation. Wes teaches us an alternative that we can do while those patients are in our chair, in our offices. As a bonus, because I am a skeptic, I did speak with several people at the show after we recorded this. And I went to them and I was like, hey, buddy, like, what do you really think about this thing? And these are hygienists like us. And they said, I'll tell you what, it's amazing. I didn't get one negative review, one negative feedback. And I'm kind of surprised by that because you know how hygienists are. Like we always have a, well, it's great, but, right? We talk a little bit later in the episode about what you can expect from a patient experience. But basically our friend, Erin, who's going to be on the podcast here in a few weeks, she described the way that the calculus gets desiccated with Hibonex and it's just, it's what we all dream about. Like it's, it's the reason why we love taking calculus off of people's teeth. And it really drove the point home for me that I should be taking this product, this company more serious. Uh, shout out to Erica Flateau for co-hosting this episode. And with that, enjoy getting to know Wes, Epien, and Hibonex. A tale of two hygienists. Welcome back listeners to the interview portion of the podcast. We are live again. Again, again, <laughs> I thought we've said that so many times. Uh, we're live again at RDH under one roof, right on the exhibit hall floor. 
It is a little bit loud in here. You guys might hear a little bit of background excitement and some fun little din here. We are joined today by Wes Fields from EpiN. Not to be, as Erica says, confused with EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Wes, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So this, for me, new product, new company. So I am a little bit at a loss of where to even start, but probably company history, I would say. Like, who, who is EpiN and kind of what is your role within it? Yeah, so EpiN Medical, we've been around for about 25 years. Uh, historically an R&D company and historically... You know, if we look uh, at our core base, it's a regenerative medicine company. I am the chief commercial officer for Epion. Uh, we cover all three verticals, the medical, the dental, and veterinary divisions. Nice. You know, so excited to be here. You know, we've got a Cellarant award-winning product here yesterday that we just Congrats. launched uh, this yeah. year. So excited about that. It's getting a lot of recognition, and it's absolutely just blowing up in the market right now. Quick question right off the bat. Here we go. Yep. Right. Same product for... Your vet versus your humans. So um, <laughs> don't tell anybody, but basically, yes. I mean, right? I wouldn't yeah. imagine it would be that much different if it is at all, yeah. honestly. It, and you know, we have FDA clearance. The product's Hibinex is the name of our dental product. It's FDA cleared for periodontal treatment, carries and crown prep cleanser, and endodontic treatment. So on the, on the pet side, surprisingly enough, there's a fair amount of endo that goes on, right? There's uh, even crowns that go there's on. There's crowns yeah. that go on. Mm -hmm. and, but there's also additional, like a lot of the ulcer side of things. So sure. feline stomatitis, things like that. The oral ulcer front, it is utilized in that way in the veterinary space. Did you think that you were going to get into this space? Because watching you say stomatitis, I'm like, dude knows his stuff. <laughs> I love it. I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was in college. And then is I worked right? in a vet clinic for a couple of years. And I was like, yeah, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're natural. So, I love this. So kind of get into maybe Hibonex, right? Hibonex. Yep. There's lots of different applications. Generally, it's a hygiene audience listening to you. Mm -hmm. So maybe, if you don't mind, just kind of a little bit of you know, product background, some active ingredients, mm -hmm. and maybe indications of why we would use it. Sure. You know, I kind of touched on the FDA clearances, but really, you know, our, our vice president of R&D, uh, Dr. Mike Bissara, he's a board-certified pathologist and a board-certified chemical pathologist, so kind of think toxicology. Mm -hmm. uh, former chief pathologist for the VA, right? So. He knows his stuff in this world, and, and he was originally, you know, kind of that late 90s, early 2000s, we're seeing the significant increase in antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Uh, in fact, just yesterday I read an article from the CDC that talked about uh, the post-antibiotic era is today. And they quoted, like, uh, or had quoted 1992 and prior, there was basically zero infections of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Mm -hmm. And last year there was over 3 million in the U.S. And mm -hmm. that's the ones that they were able to quantify, right? Mm -hmm. So they're seeing a significant increase year over year. And Dr. Bassar was seeing this. Uh, and he was specifically kind of looking down that uh, medical space, regenerative medicine space originally, uh, coming from that BA environment. And uh, you know, looking at you know, burn victims, chronic wounds, grafting, things like that. Those failures and slow to heal, that's biofilm related as well. And he had that aha moment. He's like, wait a sec, you know, the oral cavity is just chock full of biofilm. Sure. And we can pivot this, this technology into the oral cavity. And we really went kind of full force there. He was working with the uh, Biofilm Institute up out of uh, Montana. And specifically working with Dr. Bill Kosterton, um, who, if you ever want to spend 13 minutes on YouTube, it's the, <laughs> the father of biofilm yeah. uh, video. And he, very, very uh, interesting gentleman. And uh, he was working with Dr. Bassara. And you know, we really pivoted and developed a product that absolutely non-antibiotic that goes in and destroys you know, bacteria, fungus, virus. It removes the, the necrotic tissue, the senescent cells as well, and the inflammatory infiltrate all in a single treatment. I, I'm really sorry to be the dumb one here, but like, yeah, how does that do that? 
Yeah. <laughs> that well, seems, it's like, I might just need to brush it on and yeah. it just magically works. It yeah. doesn't seem like it be that simple. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. I, well, one thing I'll tell you is that when I first started, because it does so many things that mm -hmm. uh, I told our CEO, I was like, I feel like a snake oil salesman a little bit because it does too many things. Yeah. But the method of action is actually fairly simple. And, and Dr. Bassar talked about, you know, he was sitting around one day with all the other MDs who were kind of working on this. And he kind of had that aha moment. He said, like, you know, biofilm is sitting there in an unprotected gel matrix, mm -hmm. right? That gel protects it against the body's resistance, right? So we, we get the, the dysbiotic bacteria in our perio pocket. The body sends the white blood cells and very simplified model. They excretes toxins trying to kill the bacteria. But because it's in that gel matrix, it doesn't kill the bacteria. The body keeps doing that, which ends up damaging our own tissue. And then we get the necrotic tissue and the pathogenesis just cycles, right? right? Well, Dr. Bassan was like, well, that gel matrix isn't protected. Like in our skin, we have the keratin layers in our skin, which prevent water extraction. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I could go in and extract the water out of that biofilm, and not just free water, but the molecularly bound water as well. It'll create an entire breakdown of the entire biofilm chain, denaturing it you know, very, very quickly, and allowing us to just kill and remove you know, the, the pathogenic properties. Mm -hmm. And he talks a lot about, you know, our, our bodies have really robust healing capabilities. Mm -hmm. If we just remove the products causing that pathogenesis and that inflammation, and just get that out of the way and let the body heal. Yeah. And that's essentially what, what Hybex does. It does it through rapid desiccation. desiccation. So interesting. I mean, you do think in your mouth, like you get a burn, you know, like on you know, your cheek or tongue or whatever, and then two days later, it's like, oh, where was it? Not in my mouth. That I mean, mm -hmm. Our bodies heal pretty darn quick. Mm -hmm. So that's good to hear. Is this more of a topical application or do you, is this like injectable? How does this work? Yeah, it, it is topical. I mean, we have done full mammalian intravenous studies. You know, okay. as you can kind of think as we're working down that also that, that medical path, the kidneys flushed it immediately. There was no issues. I've got, I, I kid you not, dozens and dozens of fully independent studies. We've, we've had the product in Europe for a little over five years with little, literally millions of doses sold. Good old COVID slowed down some of the FDA clearances <laughs> and getting that stuff through uh, governmental agencies. Yeah, but yeah, so we can go in and we can actually you know treat both. If we're going to let's say we're going to do a periodontal treatment, go to an SRP, mm -hmm. we can actually go both pre and post scanning root planing. So if we're going to go pre, we go in, we can actually place it along the surface of the calculus, let it sit for 10 to 30 seconds, evacuate and rinse, and in that time it desiccates that calculus and also breaks down that biofilm connecting it to the, the actual tooth structure. So it makes it much easier to actually do your SRP. The debridement oh, nice. is much easier. What about subgingivally? So, well, once we do the, the calculus removal, then we go subgingival. Any of those four plus millimeter pockets that you need to go in and treat or any pocket that you deem, you're the clinicians, right? So as you so there's deem no necessary. like max depth. I mean, you can go yep. 12. Okay. Yep. So yeah, no max depth. In fact, we recommend, right? So you go in and you fill the entire pocket. And are you squirting this, brushing this on? How are you applying it? You, you're squirting. It's got a, okay. a, a tip that you place subgingively and you fill from the lowest part of the pocket to the gingival crest. Okay. Leave it in pocket for 10 to 30 seconds. Evacuate and rinse. And in that time, again, it's any bacteria, fungus, virus, the senescent cells, the inflammatory infiltrate, completely removed, right? And, and a common question I get is, you know, does it kill the, the commensal biofilm, the healthy biofilm? And the answer is it does, right? It, it kills okay. all biofilm that's in that pocket. But the independent studies are shown time and again that within 24 hours, that commensal biofilm is back in the pocket. And within 48 hours, it's laid down a very, very healthy layer okay. of commensal biofilm. But since we've removed those senescent cells and that inflammatory infiltrate, so that, that inflammation's reduced, the, the food for the dysbiotic bacteria is gone, the dysbiotic bacteria does not come back in and repopulate. Okay. So it now has an opportunity to thrive 
by itself without competition. Exactly. Yep. Fibroblast cells are firing back up. And I mean, we see, and I've heard just in the show here consistently from hygienists who are already using the product, consistently they're like, wow, 30 days, they came back and we saw, you know, two to three millimeters of pocket depth probing reduction in 30 days. Wow. So you can treat a whole quadrant with a cannula of this or how much, how many teeth can you treat at once? And so if we're doing it in a, an SRP kind of format, uh, one syringe, so this does ship with two one mil syringes per package. One syringe will do a full arch. Okay. Going pre and post. And if you're kind of doing spot treatments, you know, there was a hygienist that stopped by and she said, uh, was telling us about an older patient she had. He, he's been working with him for a couple of years. He's a fairly heavy smoker. He had that kind of random eight, nine millimeter pocket. And, you know, they've been throwing everything at it for a couple of years and it's still hanging in that, you know, that range. I'm like, do we just extract this thing or what do we do? Mm-hmm. So they tried Hibonex, came back 30 days post. He was at a six, retreated at 30 days. He came back 60 days post that for his quarterly perial maintenance and he was at a three. Oh my gosh. So you can, if we're doing kind of spot treatments, each syringe is somewhere in that 30 millimeters of pocket depth uh, used per syringe. Tell me about this. I know you didn't see the patient, so it's probably a little bit hard to speculate. But a 9 to a 3 seems unlikely. I would agree. How, I I mean, because there's no bone regeneration happening at that point, right? So is this now you're the height of the gingiva is coming so far down now to have six millimeters of recession exposed or yeah, good question. how did that happen? So I can tell you, and I, I would, we've got dozens of studies, a lot on peri-implantitis as well, that actually does show bone regeneration. And I actually have, there's a, I won't share his name, but he's a significant speaker around the country, a doctor who, you know, currently practices. And he, we do not, he's not on our paid list of speakers or anything, but he speaks a lot about Hibonex. And uh, he shot me an email and shot me his radiographs. He's like, I can't explain this, but within 30 days, I've had almost two millimeters of bone regeneration. Was it around an implant? Nope. Oh, okay. And if, uh, so this, I'll, I'll be happy to show them to you as well. So I feel like this, this is the body regenerating, not necessarily hibonex. The hibonex does not. not regenerate bone. Does not. Be very clear about that audience. Yep. It doesn't. But it allows maybe for your body to do some regeneration. Exactly. We're just getting the, the crud out of the way that's yeah. halting mm-hmm. our, our robust healing capabilities that we have, right? So right. getting that pathogen stuff out of the way. Yep. Okay. So if a hygienist opens a, a cannula of this and uses it in a spot treatment type of format, then can they save it and recap it? And does it now just stay with that specific patient because of infection control? And this, this little guy keeps coming back in, this 80-year-old with his 9-millimeter pocket, <laughs> yeah. um, and you, you keep it in, what, a baggie for him? Or, I mean, do you have any idea how that works for yeah, spot uh, treatment? Great question. And I can tell you, um, we ship it two syringes and two tips Right, as uh, kind of a single-use mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. But we hear consistently from offices that they kind of utilize it like they would a varnish or uh, an etch, mm-hmm. right? So if they'll place it, dispense of, of the tip, wipe the, the you know, syringe and whatever their infection control protocols are. Got it. I think that's the best thing. It's like whatever your infection control protocols are, as long as they're in line with, you know, all the, mm-hmm. you know, regulations and stuff, you should be probably good to go. But right. to your second point, though, Erica, mm-hmm. about storage, because there are products out there that are maybe light sensitive or things like that. So talk to us a little bit about temperature, light, all of that. Yeah, so just room temperature storage, no need to refrigerate or anything, uh, no light sensitivity, about a two-year, sh- not about, a two-year shelf life for the product. So it's a very easy product to, to manage within the, you know, your inventories. You mentioned that the patient uh, before came in 30 days, 30 days. Is that... The recommendation is that you apply this every 30 days as needed, or is it? Is there a cap? Is there a 
you know, a, lim- a lim- small amount, whatever? Yeah. No, there's, um, we don't actually have a standard kind of protocol for treatment. Okay. They really do leave that to the clinicians. You know, we're not seeing the patients. We don't know what that, that site looks like. It is a non-systemic product, so at 30 days, if you feel a need to retreat, you know, certainly feel comfortable retreating. There's not going to be any negative side effects, you know, you know, due to that retreatment being non-systemic. But we do have, you know, full split mouth studies where it was, you know, one side was SRP, the other side was SRP with, with Hibonex. Mm-hmm. And they watched 30, 60, 90, six months, and all the way out to 12 months. And even after just a single treatment, the SRP with Hibonex side was over three millimeters better in probing depth than the SRP oh, alone. Incredible. And they just watched all the way out to 12 months on that one with a single treatment. And the CDT is letting you submit this on like a 4381? Correct. Yeah, we did. We met with the ADA, mm-hmm. kind of walking through the product, uh, its method of action. No, I was like, so what are the, the standard codes, you know, that, that the office can use? And he made it very clear that the clinicians, these are procedure codes, not product codes. Mm-hmm. And if the product meets, the, you know, the definition of that procedure, it can be utilized. And I can tell you, you know, we hear from a lot of offices that the 4381 code's one that they'll utilize. Uh, 4921, we'll, we'll implement that into quadrant irrigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, where maybe they've used chlorhexine in the past or something, they'll transition over. Uh, we do have two viscosities, a gel and a liquid. Mm. Um, Clinically, they're the same. It's really a clinician's handling preference. And I say liquid, don't think like water. Think more like a glycerin kind of a consistency. Because the, the viscosities do make a big difference. So obviously, we're working through desiccation. But uh, like our gel is 1,400 times the viscosity of water. And both products, our liquid's about uh, 700 times the viscosity of water. So if we're doing a periodontal treatment, that helps lift and remove the debris out of the pockets as well. And the other thing is it's a very, very dense product. So if there's water, if there's blood, if there's saliva within that pocket, the density will drive it down past and through the water, blood, saliva. So we treat that entire pocket. And by the way, it's also hemostatic, right? So it'll shut the, the, the bleeding down. Which is crown and bridge is why they use it there. Yep. In addition to... You know, yeah, preventing secondary decay. Yep. Yeah. You know, eventually, yep, and, uh, you know, exactly shut down the bleeding, so, the troughing. Well, you actually said something that just, I was thinking that this is going to be more soft tissue, but do they also rub it on their entire prep for secondary decay? They do. Yeah. FDA cleared for that as well. I love that. Is this a take-home product at all? I mean, is, it, is there any time that you'd say, hey, we didn't use it all? Go ahead and I finish another wouldn't. thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, I mean, we do have, you know, some fairly standard, you know, apply it, evacuate. Yeah. The one negative to the product is it doesn't taste good. Oh, right. Sure. So it's kind of, to me, it's got a very kind of weird kind of dental sour. that does not taste <laughs> good. Most things that are good for you don't. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, kale, I'm not a big fan. Right? <laughs> I'll so. tell you the best recipe for kale, though, after the show. It's, it's going to change your life. <laughs> you can do a whole podcast on that. Oh my People gosh. love it. Yeah. Well, so as a hygienist, and I want to institute this with my patients and talk to them about the benefit and the cost, and what would be a great way to open the conversation with, oh, this is something new. Why are you doing this now? Yeah, you know, I think. I heard a quote recently that said, uh, you know, the Stone Age didn't end because they ran out of stones. <laughs> right. It ended became because they came up with a new technology that worked better. Yeah. And I think all things in our lives are progressing on a regular basis, right? So it's like, look, you know, we've got a new technology because we are a registered uh, medical device, not a drug, mm. right? So it makes it a little bit easier for everybody to utilize and, and, and use. But it's like, look, we've got a new technology here. It works, you know, very, 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 very fast, you know, in comparison to other products. And uh, very safe. And the other nice thing, this compared to other products, we have no post-treatment restrictions or instructions for the patient. Mm-hmm. So the, it does its job while they're in your chair. And whenever they leave, they can go back to kind of living life as usual, flossing, brushing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. chewing gum, whatever it, you know, it is. Yeah. You know, so it's, we've got a product that works a little bit uh, you know, better, in our opinion, for 
for your patients. And you know, for the practice, it's, a, it's very, very competitively priced, so it's a great option for the practice as well. I mean, it's significantly less expensive than competitive products. Do you feel like there's any uh, over-the-counter solutions? Okay, so I, I apply the, the application today, the patient goes home. Are there a, is there a better pairing of mouthwash, toothpaste, mm -hmm. floss than others, or is it pretty much, it's done its job, you can do whatever works for you? Yeah, that's, the, that's where we're at, right? It, it's done its job, and, and you as clinicians, you know, if there's a product which you have found to be successful and you'd like to implement as an additional adjunct to treatment, yeah. feel free, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to cause any issues with what our product has done and the outcome there. The one thing that we do recommend is um, you wait at least 48 hours for the patient to start that uh, additional adjunct to treatment, primarily because we want that commensal biofilm to really have a that 48 hours to lay that nice, healthy layer of principle Absolutely. in the pocket. Yeah, and, and any, any other contraindications we would want to know about? Great question. Yeah, so the only contraindication which we have listed is if somebody has a sulfur allergy, not sulfa. Oh, if they've got yeah. sulfa, no problem, but a, a true uh, sulfur allergy. And the reason for that is the um, primary components, the active ingredients, there's not an ingredient, it's a combination of a handful of ingredients, and this to me is some of the genius of Dr. Basara. But it's a, it's a combination of sulfonated phenolics and a sulfuric acid. And they produce an exceptionally high electrostatic charge. That's why it's able to strip the water off of uh, off the, the other bacteria, fungus, virus, et cetera. But the first time I heard, oh my gosh, it's got a sulfuric acid in it, it's like, oh, it's highly caustic, right? It's doing uh, chemical cautery or something. And Dr. Bassar had to take me back to my physical chemistry 101 days and reintroduced me to the fact that uh, you know, highly concentrated acids, which is what, what we utilize here, so these are highly concentrated uh, sulfonated phenolics and a highly concentrated sulfuric acid, it doesn't release hydrogen ions at all, right? So pH is potential hydrogen. Acids release hydrogen, bases absorb hydrogen ions, but highly concentrated acids literally have no pH at all. Right, because they're not doing that transaction of the hydrogen ions. So you can, you can take it and test it, and not only is it not acidic, it's not basic, it's nothing. There's no measurable pH within Hyvenex. So if I touch somebody's veneer with it accidentally or, okay. No problem. Safe <laughs> on dental metals. You know, it's, um, it's a very, very safe product. <laughs> so let me ask this. So the pricing that you've seen you know, in the offices that, from your feedback, because you, you mentioned two different codes, and those two codes have drastically varying pricing. Mm -hmm. What could a hygienist expect the patient cost to be, or what have you seen as far as a range of cost for the patient? I can tell you typically on the, the per-tooth antimicrobial code, the, the average that I see you know, hearing back from offices is right around $60 uh, per treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, some are a little less, some are a little higher, right? But uh, on average, that puts it right in the ballpark. So, which is pretty much average for, you know, the alternative products that are out there. Correct. Of 60, okay. Um, yeah, they really don't change their, necessarily their their price to the patient too often. But I mean, we're talking 70 plus, you know, percent less expensive than competitive products. So one of the things right. which we recommend a lot is come up with a good, better, best, you know, periodontal treatment plan. Yeah. Because um, case acceptance is king, right? If the patient doesn't say yes, first they don't get the treatment and the help which they need to, to defeat this infection. Mm -hmm. And second, the, the practice doesn't see the revenue generation from that additional service that can be, be utilized. So right. maybe the, you know, is it 1,700 and 300? I don't know, whatever the practice deems uh, sufficient for, for their plan, yeah. but come up with some layers or some opportunities to be able to present to the patient to get some more yeses and provide additional treatment to the patients. No, I love that, I love that. When you, said one, when you said one treatment, is that the two syringes or one treatment is one application per arch? 
So would it be $60 times two on average for the whole mouth or if you were doing four yeah. quadrants of so scaling and root planning or? Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously that's key to the procedural code, which, you know, the procedure which you're doing, mm -hmm. right? So the 4381 is a per tooth antimicrobial. So that would be if you've had four, four plus millimeter bleeding pockets, you know, that meet the definition of a periodontal pocket, that'd be times four for okay. that. Uh, the 4921 code, that's that uh, your quadrant irrigation code. Mm -hmm. So that would be a per quadrant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any last thoughts for our audience that you might want to talk about? You know, it's just really exciting. It's not just a, a new product. It really is a new technology that yeah. we've brought to the industry. It feels like over, you know, I've been in the industry for a long time, and it feels like anytime we hear, oh, there's a new product, it's really the latest generation of a product, right? Yeah. We, oh, we added nanoparticulate or, or something, right? And it's, yeah. so everybody's very familiar with, and it's historic. But this is not just a new product, it's a new technology we really kind of looked at from the regenerative medicine space and applied it into dental. You know, again, as we're looking at uh, the future, the, the same continued increase in antibiotic-resistant bacteria, mm -hmm. said the CDC talking about, you know, the, the, the post-antibiotic era is now, was yeah. this recent article. Yeah. You know, we just kind of keep seeing this. So the, the more focus that we can have and the, the proper stewardship, when we need to use antibiotics that are the proper time to utilize it, those are wonderful, right? But when we can have another option to provide a great treatment to our patients, you know, let's take advantage of it. We're excited to bring this to market. And Absolutely. if it makes calculus easier to remove, you're going to have a lot of fans <laughs> around here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So how, how might someone learn more if they wanted to learn more? Yeah, great question. So you can go to epien.com, E-P-I-E-N.com. We've got dozens and dozens of studies on our site. We've got how-to videos on our site. And that's the easiest way to take a look. Awesome. Okay. Wes, appreciate being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Awesome. Yeah, this is a tale, a tale, oh yeah, a tale of two hygienists. So there might be only one, bringing the best of dental knowledge, and we do it all with ease. We cover oral health and screening, and preventing gum disease. We're going to do a lot of learning, and have a little bit of fun working at the dentist. Tale of two hygienists.